Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thoughts, we are going to get into some uh, some very interesting stories. Did you know, for instance, that if uh, if your child is a boy and you teach them to, you know, go number one, standing up, then uh, you've basically given them unfair privilege and you're probably a racist or something. Yes, even that now is in the target of the left. AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the stupidest woman on earth. Yes, I believe that it is true. Uh, says there's a very real risk. America won't be a democracy in 10 years. And we'll return to Jim Crow. Again, dumbass of the day. Just give it to her 365 times every year. We'll get some uh, news uh, about some ancient history as in around 1,000 to 1,200 years old from Peru, uh, and some uh, truly disturbing things that uh, archaeologists have found. Remember Brian Laundrie uh, killed his girlfriend, was it uh, Gabby Patino, and there was a mystery what happened, and all the experts dogged a bounty hunter, and all these experts, oh, I think this happened, I think he's hiding here, I think he's hiding there. I I don't think I said it in one of these, but I know I said it, how stupid are these people? Basically, this guy killed his girlfriend, probably strangled her to death, uh, left her body somewhere, and then he's hiding in this park in Florida, and they'll find, maybe find what's left of him because he's probably killed himself. Guess what? I should have been on TV. I was right. All the other idiots were wrong because they were trying to be too, too smooth. Not a good thing. And we've got a look at China, the long game, in a very good piece by Mike McDaniel. All that and more today, my friends, on the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, Doug Hagen. Let us get ready to kick this pig, my friends. Kick the pig. Come here, piggy. You need a kicking. You got some splaining to do. I got some kicking to do. Let's get it going, my friends, with me patting myself profusely on the back because, damn it, I deserve it. Uh, Brian Laundrie, uh, Gabby Patino was his fiance, I believe. They were traveling around the country. Uh, 
kind of YouTubing and, and doing social media to cover their travels off the grid. Uh, she came up missing. They went to vacation or, or a trip, whatever you would call it. He came back without her. Uh, and immediately the media got a hold of the story. And I said from the beginning, I said from the beginning, she's dead. He killed her, probably strangled her. And her body's going to be found somewhere out in Utah, where they were at the time. And he's probably going to kill himself. Once he was missing, they couldn't find him. His parents said he had gone out hiking in an area around Sarasota, Florida. It's very, very swampy woods. Um, and he was probably trying to live off the grid. Eventually, I said he would kill himself. Well, they found her. She had been strangled to death, I do believe, tragically. Uh, complete waste of, 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 of a wonderful human life. And, of course, there was a manhunt for him. Couldn't find him, couldn't find him. They searched this area where he was eventually found. Um, and, yeah, he had uh, the autopsy reports back. He killed himself, shot himself in the head uh, because he had a gun that was found at the location where his body was. Yes, he had uh, he had donated much of his uh, his body to wild animals like raccoons, foxes. Uh, good, at least something good came of the son of a bitch. But anyway, he killed himself. His remains are found. The autopsy is done. Gunshot to the head. And I remember all these experts. Oh, they were going so they were. Let's go. We got to search over here, and we got to no. He's there's no way he's in that place. No way he stayed there. He would have been found or any very simple. It's a very simple case. Whatever happened that made him kill this poor girl. And I wish to hell I could hit a button in, in a time machine and, and go back to when these two met and she would have not looked at him a second time. She'd still be alive. Who, who gives a rats? You know what, what happened to hit that piece of trash? He is, but he killed her, put her body somewhere, came home, and feigns a missing persons report that I can't find her. I don't know. Uh, completely BS story that anyone can see through. And again, I don't know whether he ever thought he could get away with it, or maybe he felt incredible guilt. Maybe something in him snapped. I don't know. Maybe it was an accident that he killed her, but it's pretty easy to predict that he would be found with a, uh, with a self-inflected, gunshot wound uh again sometimes these experts never look at the simplest thing the most common sense thing and they should now uh let's move on to something more important than me patting myself on the back let's go to ancient peru uh in college i met a girl she was peruvian really you're a really beautiful girl we had a class and we started talking and we went out a couple times and we were going to have lunch. And she said, can we go by my parents' house first? I need, that's fine. So anyway, she had kind of planned for me to meet her family without telling me. Uh, I wouldn't have broken it off for that reason. But we went in and her family, every single one of them, right? I was her father, her mother, there were brothers, there was a grandmother, if I remember correctly, um, 
but I get along with all of them great. They seem to like me. And a couple of days after we'd had our lunch, had our date, um, she said, oh, my family, they loved you. They raved about how handsome you were. Uh, so obviously they had vision problems, but I was handsome and nice and they were happy for me and they, they were encouraging me to hold on to this one and on and on. And then about a week later, she uh, broke it off with me. Complete, completely unexpected. And I was, I mean, I was a little confused as to why she would kind of trick me into meeting her family. Okay. I didn't appreciate that. But again, to me, that's not a relationship killer. Uh, in some cases, it might be not with her. <laughs> but it was odd that uh, her family loved me. And she said, told me the truth. She goes, oh, I found out how much my family thought of you. I just, I kind of lost attraction for you. And I was thinking, so you think your family's crazy or what? Uh, but that's why she broke it off was because my her family really liked me. Including her brothers, which is the, the hardest person to get to like you typically is a brother. If you know, you're dating a woman and you meet her older brother, younger brother, whatever, it's typically, they're the ones that are going to have the most attitudes towards you. But anyway, just that little story. And one of my, uh, like most people, I have a, a past in dating and relationships and you look back and you go, she was beautiful. Everything was going great. And her family liked me. And I certainly wasn't ready to propose that or anything like that, but that's what made her less attracted to me. So obviously she had some issues. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, let's go to ancient Peru. Uh, from CBS news. And they found some ancient mummies uh, in Peru from 1000 to 1200 years ago, apparently. And these mummies are, are children. So the headline reads, Ancient mummies of children unearthed in Peru. They were likely sacrificed for a nobleman, uh, archaeologists say. Remember how the left always tells us how these native cultures, indigenous people are so much superior to Westerners and Europeans and white privilege and all that crap. Yet, they, they jump on everything that colonialists have do colonialism is evil and colonialists were evil and always bad people and they, they had no culture and all the and you realize that these people in peru back then were doing sacrificing their children and there's more evidence of that from others uh uh tribes ancient tribes that the spaniards encountered that they would sacrifice children to their gods I don't know about you, but that seems pretty barbaric to me. Anyway, the details are six mummified children thought to have been sacrificed hundreds of years ago, apparently to accompany a dead nobleman to the afterlife, because that's really civilized. You have a nobleman dies, so we got to kill some kids and mummify them. They can make the journey with them. And I love that kind of thing happened in Egypt, too. Certain people would be killed and mummified to go with this you know, this high-ranking person in Egypt. Uh, it's just crazy. The tiny skeletons wrapped tightly in cloth were found in the grave of an important man, possibly a political figure. 
discovered last November at the dig site of Cajamarquila, uh, about 15 miles east of Lima in Peru. The children clo- could be close relatives and were placed in different parts of the entrance of the tomb of the nobleman's mummy, one on top of the other archaeologist Peter Van Dalen, uh, in charge of the dig, told AFP. And I'm not sure what AFP is. But anyway, that's a kind of a lesson. How when the leftist says the indigenous people are always far superior to those damned Europeans, but they excuse all the evil things they did. And yeah, I think killing children to a, to accompany a nobleman because he has passed on, I think that's kind of a barbaric. But the left wants to wants to set them up as a pedestal for everyone else to look at and go, oh, we, if we can only in America do that. Of course, we do have a on demand, which the left seems to really, really love. And the hypothesis is, a working hypothesis, where the children would have been sacrificed to accompany the mummy to the underworld. Cajamarquila uh, was a city built out of mud in about 200 B.C., in the pre-Inca period and occupied until about 1500. Uh, it could have been home to 10 to 20,000 people, and the mummies were, again, 1,000 to 1,200 years old, they estimate. It's uh, crazy. Crazy. Some evil deeds have been done in this world, my friends, and not all by white guys, especially white guys. Now, let's look at AOC. She's done something stupid again. She said something stupid again. It's like she's addicted to being stupid. She has the stupid gene. Some I guess there's a stupid gene out there somewhere. She has half her genes are stupid genes. She said, according to Fox News and other news outlets, AOC claims a very real risk. It's real. It's a real risk, people. Do you understand me? This risk is real, says AOC. Not like my my brain, which isn't real, but it, it's real. Uh, that America won't be a democracy in 10 years. Okay. AOC. Alexandria. Representative Cortez. Whatever you like to be called. Listen to me. Listen closely, AOC. I have news for you. America is not and has never been a democracy. I will quote again a person who, although he's been dead over 200 years, his fingernails, whatever's left of them, are still smarter than you. We are a republic. Uh, a woman asked him, what kind of government have you given us? And Ben Franklin said, a republic, if you can keep it. And of course, people like AOC don't even know we've ever been a republic. They don't know the difference to them. One word is the same as the other. I mean, a democracy is like a, a constitutional republic like we have in America is just not true. So they're not the same thing. But not only that, not only will we not be a democracy in 10 years, 
my fear is that we will be a straight democracy in about 10 to 20 years. And the Constitution will no longer mean anything. And America will die. My real concern also is that, uh, well, it's AOC. Let me, let me address her fear. My fear is that the side of AOC will win. And we will be a democracy. And we'll, we'll be totally screwed. She also thinks that we will return to Jim Crow in 10 years. Uh, no, no, we won't. No, we won't. No, we won't, AOC. No, we won't. And I really, really hate Fox News, their website. They have the kind of website where you look around five minutes later, they start playing videos and sounds on. So do me a favor and just kill that fox. It's extremely irritating. Here's the story of the squad rep, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, dumbass. Oh, I'm sorry. The D's for Democrat, not dumbass, of New York. Uh, claim there is a very real risk that America will not be a democracy in 10 years and will return to Jim Crow. Ocasio-Cortez was asked if she believed the United States would have a democracy in 10 years, prompting her to push another wild claim in an interview that was published Monday. I think there's a very real risk that we will not, the New York Democrat told the New Yorker in an interview published Monday. What we risk is having a government that perhaps postures as a democracy and may try to pretend that it is, but it isn't. I am so smart. I think we will look uh, like ourselves. I think we will return to Jim Crow. She continued in her interview with the New Yorker. The magazine thinks it's better than all of you. And it isn't. Uh, I think that's what we risk. The second term congresswoman also claimed that Texas's election integrity bills, which are uh, currently proposed in the state legislature, <clears throat> are Jim Crow style disenfranchisement laws. Uh, no, they're not. They actually expand the number of days you can uh, vote early, AOC. You don't know what you're talking about. Of course, you never know what you're talking about. AOC is your classic Marxist agitator mouthpiece. Try to convince as many dumb, dummies and stupid people as you can that you're the only hope they have for freedom. Well, of course, your way will totally destroy freedom for everyone. AOC gets another one wrong. Are we really surprised, my friends? Are we really surprised at all? She gets everything wrong. And let's move on to something else, my friends. AOC stupidity is boring me today. I mean, it's it's like we all know she's a nitwit. And she comes from a very apparently, what would we call the, 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 the demographic in the area of New York where she comes from? How about dumbasses? How about doofuses? Uh, uh, doofus hipsters, maybe? I don't know. Picture a bunch of people like Kramer from Seinfeld running around. Even though I like Kramer from Seinfeld, he, he seemed like a pretty cool dude. Um, but anyway, let's go to Diogenes. Diogenes's middle finger. Very good blog, very entertaining. And the lady that runs it is all right. Even for an LSU fan, she's good. Congratulations on your new coach, by the way. I think he will... Uh, I think he will, uh, Brian Kelly will do very, very well at LSU. 
I mean, you, you're in a gold mine situation. Uh, won't be too long for LSU's playing for a national title. Hopefully after my Gators are, but we'll see. You never know. Let's go to a story that uh, really exposes a privilege that, well, white men have, but not just white men, all men, and really not just men, boys too. And this privilege, I guess, has not been named, uh, but apparently it gives males, boys especially, an unfair advantage in physics. It's called penis privilege. Not officially, but I just named it. So the first time you hear somebody on TV, radio saying, oh, I'm going to call it penis privilege. Aren't I creative? Remember where you heard it first. That's right. The Daily Gator. If you're left, you just ain't right. The world's most dangerous podcast. Done by the world's most uh, charming writer, blogger, whatever the hell I am. Uh, Here's the story from uh, a few days ago. Yes, you read the headline correctly. Standing up to pee gives boys an unfair advantage in physics. In the latest example of gender politics taken to its absurd end, because that's the fun end, three Australian college professors believe that playful urination practices may give boys an advantage over girls when it comes to understanding physics. Good God. How do you get to be a professor of anything and still be this effing stupid? How is it even possible? Firstly, I, I take an exception to the, the phrase playful urination practices. I was a kid. Believe it or not, I was a baby. I don't remember what I did back then. But once I was, you know, potty trained, I was five, or generally my earliest memories are five. There's a few when I was four, I remember. But I don't ever remember urinating in a playful fashion. I'm pretty sure I would have got a whooping had I tried to, you know, write something on the wall or something. I'm sure my mother, grandmother, whoever would have said, boy, go get me. My grandma would have said, boy, go get me a hickory. Meaning, give me a, a tree branch I can smack your legs with, <laughs> stung like heck. I did mess with grandma. She was the disciplinarian of the family of my, of my grandparents. Uh, but the three professors, I think their names may be Mar- Larry, Moe, and Curly. Shimp is unavailable for coming, I guess, on this one. The three professors didn't publish their thoughts on the satirical website. This wasn't on The Onion. This wasn't on some comedy. It wasn't a, a Saturday Night Live skit. No. They really believe this. The three professors didn't publish their thoughts on a satirical website. They published it on TESS. That's T-E-S. A website that actually I have not heard of it either. I know you probably haven't. But this website provides educational materials, jobs, news, and courses from the world's best community of teachers and school leaders. Yet they let let three, these three walking brain donors contribute something to it. In the article entitled, are you ready? How goofy you think it's going to be? The article is entitled, Taking the Pee Out of Physics, How Boys Are Getting a Leg Up. Get it? 
No, because male dogs put their leg up. Uh, I, I don't get it. Anna Wilson, Kate Wilson, and David Lowe argue with a straight face that peeing standing up provides an advantage for boys over girls, explaining what prompted their conclusion about the advantages that peeing standing up gives boys the professor's right the gender gap in physics and other related subjects, including engineering, has long been a cause for concern. Well, I know I've been concerned about it forever. I probably, how I was probably in the womb, I was probably concerned with this. After casually going through a list of possible explanations for why young women might not perform as well in physics as do young men, Things like lack of female physics teachers, uh, cultural pressure and expectations, and gender bias in the teaching materials, they conclude there may be another reason to. This goes beyond bias, and it really pisses them off, I think. I mean, they're really peed over this. After noting that girls <clears throat> lag in areas of physics that deal with projectile motion, the article reveals. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Uh, it's it's like comedy that is a sad commentary at the same time. It's not supposed to make you laugh. It's supposed to make you concerned. But if you're a normal human, be human being, and I'm almost in that category, you will become not concerned. You'll, you just, you try not to laugh. And sometimes you can't help it. <clears throat> but the article reveals in all seriousness, because this is a very, very serious problem okay the projectile of, of piss is really getting women very it's treating them unfairly i dare to call it uh, wet sexism and we also be pissed about it laying further ground uh like many parents of small and not so small boys two of us uh that would be kw and dl have observed the great delight young males take in urination a process by which they produce and direct a visible projectile arc. Huh. Wait till guys get in college and are drunk and pissing. And pissing. That gets to be fun because you're seeing how far you can go. Think I get it in the fire from here. Um, I mean, we do some dumb things when we pee. I'm sure women do too. But really... <sighs> Really, this is uh, this is what the left's about now. Everything's a problem. Everything males do is a problem. They're so invested in in tearing down certain things like maleness, like masculinity. Part of masculinity is that men are more, uh, by nature, more playful with their. You know, I mean, it's much more common, especially out in the country. If you really have to go. And I mean, you there's not a bathroom really close, and you got to go to pull over and uh, side of the road, get out, leave the truck door open because usually a pickup truck involved, and look real and, and try to pee as fast as you can for you know a cop comes along. But that's just something a woman wouldn't do as as quickly as a man would do, and that's just a matter of anatomy. Okay, that's just just the way it is. But every everything about males is under attack. Masculinity, the way we pee now, 
the fact that we pee standing up. So I guess soon you'll be seeing in bathrooms. This is a prediction. Probably start in L.A. or probably L.A., maybe San Francisco. Uh, you'll see a sign in a public restroom, which will, of course, allow men, women, raccoons, camels, whatever in. But you'll probably see signs that say, real men, sit down to pee. Don't be a sexist pig. Uh, laying further groundwork for the assertion that standing up to pee aids in learning physics. The three details away in which peeing standing up is a central yet fun part of the male life. Well, I will say this. It ain't fun when you're 56 and you got to go three times a damn night. It's not fun. You got to get out of the warm bed. You got to go to the toilet. You got to pee and all that. Okay. That's for a lot of guys. They have to go through that later in life. They pee more. It's not fun. Okay. It was fun when I was younger, but not that much fun. I mean, really, uh, they say the fact that boys and men play with their ability to projectile pee. Look out, he's going to pee projectile. That's right. I'm going to projectile my pee. Check this out, baby. Hey, you, yeah, you're cute. You want to watch this? Look at this arc, sister. Uh, to projectile pee is hardly contentious. Boys are trained to pee into toilet bowls. Where the hell else would you like us to go? You get mad if you go outside because all the bathrooms are taken by women or girls. I've been in that situation a few times. You got to go. You run outside real quick by the house. No one can see you. Whip it out, pee, and you're done. Of course, the women, oh, my God, what a pig. You couldn't wait. You couldn't hold it. Good God, man. And I had a buddy who would always say he was, he was, he liked to, to torture people just a little bit. He would always say, well, I would have gone in the sink, but I didn't think that was very cool. And they go, oh, you're disgusting. And he was. He still is because he's a man that pees standing up. I haven't gotten to part of the story yet where they accuse us of being racist. I have a feeling it may be in here. Would not surprise me. The new racism, pissing, standing up. Uh, but boys are trained to pee into toilet bowls. So are girls, by the way. Uh, with floating targets. A huge variety of which can be bought on Amazon. <laughs> so now Amazon's to blame. That's right, you Bezos. Yeah, I think you need to give me a billion dollars to, to cover the triggering this piece is giving me. And you used to sell those products on Amazon, Bezos, so you owe me a billion bucks. You got it spare. Uh, Amsterdam Airport, uh, Schiphol, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm sorry, famously cleansed up its urinals by encouraging men to hit flies etched next to the drain. Oh, it's like a little little uh, shooting gallery. I'm all for it, man. Uh, all this is experienced up to five times a day. So by 14, boys have had the opportunity to play with a projectile motion around 10,000 times. God, how sexist. And 14 is when many children meet formalized physics in the form of projectile motion and Newton's equations of motion for the first time. Oh. There you go. It's a conspiracy. And Sir Isaac freaking Newton's in on it. So maybe find all the signs, 
are the the memorials, statues of Sir, Sir Isaac Newton, and take them all down, erase his name from the physics and science books and anything else he's in, because he is a piss oppressor. So Diogenes concludes like this. So according to the three esteemed college professors, peeing standing up is not only a delightful activity for boys, who I have been told take an entirely different level of activity on a regular basis as they get older, as I referenced, but also gives boys an intellectual advantage over girls as well. But to their credit, they do acknowledge that there is no simple way to provide girls with the same opportunity for exploring projectile motion that boys have. While the authors of the article don't propose it, in today's world, it may not be a stretch to assume that the next step for progressives' pursuit of equality and, of course, social justice or urinal justice, perhaps, on college campuses would be able to make it illegal for men to pee standing up and don't think they won't do it. Don't think there won't be a, a new campaign out there to pressure men into to, uh, doing number one and number two, sitting down. Again, so, 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 so stupid, my friends. This is the crap the left comes up with. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Now let's go to the, uh, the final story today. Mike McDaniel, who is uh, a, a phenomenal writer. Really, he is, is, is a national treasure. I, re I tell you, go to statelymcdanielmanor.wordpress.com. Go there every time you get a chance. He is a phenomenal writer. One of the very best voices out there for common sense, conservatism, and by God, being a patriotic American. Also very knowledgeable about guns, firearms, self-defense. He's a lot like me. I'm probably better looking, but uh, yeah, I think I probably am. Anyway, he writes about China. And somebody should should copy this. Everyone should. If, if I had the, the poll, I would get everybody to email and mail this article this piece this column to lebron james who loves china he can't get enough of kissing that chinese communist ass because they're paying him big money how's it feel to be a whore lebron a whore for no real reason either because your basketball skills i mean you'd be a billionaire without all that without the chinese money Maybe you just like sticking your head right up that China, communist Chinese ass. What, is oppressing people? Putting them in, in re-education camps and, and telling women how many children they can have, how fathers how many children they can father? Does that turn you on, LeBron? Does it do it for you, buddy? Maybe that's it. But anyway, back to the Mike McDaniel piece. Uh, he writes, I have known, long known China was unremittingly hostile to America and to any country that stands in its way as China spends billions to achieve global domination. It is a communist dictatorship with all the brutality, horror, genocide, and evil that always attends any communist dictatorship. He is absolutely correct. No one reaches the upper levels of Chinese government, business, or society without serving the Communist Party. The Communist Party is the god in China. Make no mistake. All are compromised, willingly or unwillingly. Billionaires are billionaires only so long 
as they serve the party. The moment they don't, they disappear. They aren't canceled. They're, uh, well, they become inconvenient. They're useful idiots who have outlived their usefulness. So, bye-bye. Businesses exist to serve the party. Students attending college in America serve the party. Everything Chinese business been do in America and other nations is done to serve the party. Every deal, every stake in an American company, every real estate acquisition, everything. Chinese citizens don't travel abroad except to serve and or benefit the party. All of which means everything China does, everything China Chinese businessmen do is designed to compromise foreigners and to benefit China, short or long term. Everything and everyone in China must obey, even praise, the party. Consider the plight of tennis star Peng Shui. Uh, this is from Breitbart. <clears throat> Chinese tennis champion Peng Shui who went missing in November after accusing the former head of China's Olympic Committee of Rape, resurfaced this weekend to promote the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, issuing an interview where she again denied allegations and expressed excitement over winter sports. Uh, Peng sat down uh, for an interview in Beijing with the French magazine Le Equipe. <coughs> Pardon me most recently involved in another tennis controversy, sending a journalist to interview a uh, top Benz tennis player, Novak Djokovic, while the latter was allegedly infected with Chinese coronavirus. Djokovic reportedly did not reveal his status to the journalist. Le Equip forcing a government official into the mix who was tasked with translating her remarks uh, provided only the government officials' translations of her comments. This is the tennis players. Not Peng's original Mandarin language comments. The magazine revealed in publishing the interview that Beijing, that's the Chinese, the Chicoms running China, demanded it submit its questions to Peng in advance and that she did not answer at least one question. If the social media post in which she accused former Chinese Olympics head Zeng Guilai, again, I, I'm sure I mispronounced his name, sorry, of forcing her into sex had resulted in trouble with the government. The original post appeared on the Chinese government-controlled website Weibo. Peng addressed the post to Zeng. Why, she asked, had he brought me to your home and forced me to engage in sexual activities with you? The post included a repeated reference to her refusing to have sex with him on prior occasions, but concluded confessing a, cons uh, a consensual affair, Zhang is married to another woman. Peng also wrote in the post that she felt suicidal but didn't have the courage to die. I would like to know why such concern. I never said anyone sexually assaulted me, the Chinese government official said that Peng said in that Le Equipe interview. See what she said and what they say she said, very different because communists suck. They're evil. Uh, there was a huge misunderstanding in the outside world following this post. I don't want the meaning of this post to be twisted anymore, and I don't want any further media hype around it, Peng insisted. Sexual assault, I never said anyone had sexually assaulted me, 
in any way. Again, and I'm sure she was saying this completely, completely voluntarily so she doesn't uh, disappear forever. Or maybe have to go to a, I don't know, re-education camp or whatever China does to their people that uh, they can't use anymore. Again, when you're not useful in communism, you disappear from each according to their their ability, to each according to their own. No, from and to everybody, as long as it benefits the Chinese government or whatever communist government you're talking about. Daniel retorts, of course she didn't. Of course no high-ranking party member raped her. It's really easy to tell the truth when the alternative is torture, gang rape, the gulag, and all of the above, or a bullet in the back of the head for which one's family will be billed. Yes, general readers, the CCP does exactly that. Imagine that. How evil do you have to be to do such a thing? Yet communists do it regularly. And the left still hasn't figured out, by the way, how evil communism is. And there's also a book out by Peter Schweitzer. It's called Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. And it is by uh, number one New York Times bestselling author, again, Peter Schweitzer, uh, who wrote Profiles in Corruption and Clinton Cash. Uh, this book is something that McDaniel recently read. I thought I knew a great deal about China's compromise of the West. After reading the book, apparently, he says he knows far more. Now, the book is 330 pages. 80 of those pages are carefully and properly done citations. Schweitzer is going to anger China and a great many Americans and, other, and others China has compromised. Obviously, he wants to be lawsuit proof. Among Schweitzer's many points is China, unlike Western democracies, takes the long view. Communists always do. Different men become chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, but no one ascends to that godlike post without being a staunch and vicious communist. In other words, you have to be a special kind of bastard to be the head. Regardless of who is in that post, the long-term, even centuries, goals of the Communist Party of China remain the same, global domination, and whatever is necessary to attain it. By any means necessary. When a communist says that, that's exactly what they mean. Foreign policy does not change in China. Whenever there is a new chairman... And there is no such, such thing as a moderate or pro-Western Communist Party or Communist Party chairman. Unlike Western democracies, the party's word is law. Any pretense at pseudo-democratic input into governing is just that, pretense. Schweitzer quoted the admiring, fangirly longing of many Western leaders for the godlike power of the Chinese chairman. He snaps his fingers, and it's done. No messy pretending to serve the people's stuff for him. No annoying Congress or Supreme Court. No sovereign states. No, sir. Among them, Justin Trudeau, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, as we're now discovering in his response to peaceful Canadian protests. 
Barack Obama, too, made admiring statements about how much better it would be to wield those despotic powers. According to Schweitzer, and there's every reason to believe he got it right, virtually every American institution from government to sports to entertainment to higher education, Yale is essentially wholly owned by the Chinese intelligence to business. Even defense contractors are owned in part by Chinese businessmen and are heavily infiltrated, even compromised. Now we're getting into horrifying accusations. But, you know, doing business with China, it was a good idea, right? Because it'll bring them up to our standards. It'll bring more freedom to China. China's not going to let that happen. The Chinese leadership is not going to let that happen. They'll say it's happening. But too many people in this country are too greedy and too easily fooled by communism. They think they're helping when they're actually not. They're empowering communists. Communists and communism are always evil. Always. There is no other other way around it. No family currently in power, McDaniel continues, is more apparently compromised than uh, the Bidens. Though Schweitzer is careful not to make such direct accusations, I make no accusations, only informed inferences. Consider this from Breitbart. There were five different deals, Schweitzer outlined. There was a $20 million private equity deal that put that uh, put together. There was a $5 million deal that was arranged, and then a series of other deals. And what they all have in common, Bill, is that in each and every case, those deals were handled by a Chinese businessman who had links to the highest level of Chinese intelligence. Meaning the vice minister for state security and the former minister of state security. What that means in short is that what was initially a story of cronyism and corruption, we now have to recognize as an intelligence story. And it's not just a question of the Bidens getting rich. We have to start having the conversation and investigating whether the Biden family may indeed be compromised. And when you're compromised by a communist, there's nothing more you can really do for your country except tell the truth. And uh, I don't know. Then what? Just wait till you're taken out. Maybe your family's taken out. Again, communists are evil. China's not our friend. China's the biggest threat this country's ever faced. The threat from the Soviet Union were military. And there was never a day when the, the, the communists in the Soviet Union thought they had any type of chance to beat us in a shooting war. If they would have thought that, they would have tried it. They never thought that. They pushed very hard to get to that place, and Jimmy Carter and a lot of Democrats wanted to help them. Then came Reagan. And the Soviet Union eventually cracked because they couldn't keep up. China wants to win however they can. And doing it through business dealings. Again, I would get the book. I plan to get the book uh, and read what Schweitzer has to say. 
but never underestimate, my friends, the danger of dealing in any way with communists. You always have to have the upper hand, in my opinion. It's it's kind of like uh, people who, herpetologists who handle venomous snakes, they milk the snakes, they help make the antivenin for people who are bitten by, you know, name your, your venomous snake here, puff adders, rattlesnakes, cobras, whatever. The very dangerous thing, the second you do anything carelessly, recklessly, you make a little mistake. And that snake you're trying to study, you're trying to use, see what the venom can do to make antivenin, to make other serums that may help with medical procedures. Next thing you know, your life's ticking away because you made one small mistake. And while the the puff adder, the cobra, the mamba, the rat, whichever snake you're dealing with, it's now infinimated you. One mistake. And unlike snakes, who may be venomous, they're not vicious. They're not driven by the need to destroy or control everything. They're just trying to do what they do. Their venom is for killing prey. The threats they, they issue, the venom is, is for self-defense of themselves. That's it. Communists are far, far worse than that. Because communists are people and they have designs. And to the communist, power is it. Control over you. And communists will do what it takes and you can never trust one. The truth is meaningless to the left. I say that a lot. It's not a value of the left. We've heard Dennis Prager say that many times. He's absolutely correct. And communists, yes, they're leftists. Whatever will get them what they want, and ultimately what they want is power. And whenever you serve communism, whether you're the premier of China, whether you're the top general, the top military guy, top advisors, whatever you are, you're one mistake away from becoming, from going to being useful to the communist to useless to the communists. And when that happens, you're done. You're finished. Off to the uh, off to the butchers for you, the soap factory, whatever. It's like the snake from Animal uh, not the snake, the horse from Animal Farm, remember? I forget his name, but he, he worked himself into being absolutely sick and decrepit building this glorious, was it a windmill, I believe? And he, he broke down physically. He worked so hard. And what was his thinks? That's right. All the animals were told on Animal Farm that he's going to get care, the best care in the world. He'll be back. He was sent out to the, was it the soap factory? That's what communism is. The ultimate evil. Never, ever make the mistake of thinking that communism is good in any way. It is the worst ideology ever brought forth. And we've seen too many examples of history of how communism is so detestably evil. The killing fields, Cambodia, 
Paul Pot, the Camarouge, evil. Stalin's gulags, Lenin's gulags, evil. The tens and tens and tens of millions that Stalin killed. The tens and tens and tens and tens and tens of million Mao killed or watched die. Starvation, worked to death. Because China was looking for a, or Mao was looking for a, what they call it, a great leap forward? Horrors. We all are familiar, and the left seems to always look at how evil Hitler was. And he was. One of the worst genocidal mass murdering sons of bitches that's ever drawn breath. No worse than Stalin, or Mao, or Pol Pot, or Castro, or uh, Hugo Chavez down in Venezuela. And as another warning, remember that Venezuelans went from being a capitalist country with a right to bear arms, uh, prosperous, everything good, and didn't take communist leader Hugo Chavez too long. First, they were told they had to, to protect the children. Of course, they had to get the guns. Now no one owns a gun in Venezuela. And guess what? Even though Hugo Chavez had the good taste to at least die, may he rot in hell, it's still a communist hellhole now. Maduro came in and he's probably even worse than Chavez. And Venezuela has gone from being a paradise to being a hellhole. Absolute example of what communism does. It destroys everything it touches. And certain people use it to gain power. And eventually, usually it gets them to, they make a mistake, someone doesn't trust them. They rise so high and then the people above them start getting a little paranoid of them. And they, they like all those people who were famously in pictures with Stalin before they were erased, literally. And then, of course, the art had to be changed and those images of them were even erased. That's communism. That's what China is. They put a prettier face on it. They talk about embracing aspects of capitalism. They talk about the freedom they've given their people. You know who's free in a communist country? No one. No one. Nobody. Not even a head. The head guy right now. He screws up. He does something that doesn't put China first. Embraces actual change. He'll be disappeared. He'll go away. Only the Communist Party remains. Only the leaders, the real heads. They're always there. And they're not even safe from each other. There's no more perfectly evil ideology or governmental system than communism. None. There just isn't. And it doesn't matter what you call it. It's evil. So go get that book. Read the piece by Mike McDaniel. Thank you for listening, my friends. God bless you. God bless this country. 
If you're left, you just stay right and go Gators by three golden rules to life. Have a wonderful day. We will talk to you tomorrow more than likely unless my voice rebels. And again, thanks for your patronage. God bless. Take care and be good to each other, my friends. And yes, do everything you can to make everyone aware you can what China really is. Again, God bless. Take care. Till we speak again. Take care.